I'm Jo. I'm 37 years old. I have a great husband and a beautiful daughter who makes me proud every day. I studied and practiced law for many years at one of the world's premier law firms. I have an undeniably privileged and comfortable life. And as a white, privately schooled, university-educated, heterosexual, cisgender woman in the UK, my experiences by many objective measures have been easy. I say this not to incite envy and give you reason to stop listening. To be fair, I wouldn't blame you if you did. But because first and foremost, I think it's important that I'm upfront about my privilege, as it will undoubtedly have had an impact not on my mental health as such, but certainly on my treatment and the support that I have received. Secondly, because to listen to that last paragraph and to look at my life from the outside, you'd never guess that I struggle every day with my self-esteem, my self-worth and my value, not only as a mother and a friend, but as a human being. You wouldn't know that I regularly drift in and out of periods of mental ill health that can be both disabling and alarming for myself and those around me, despite the regularity which which they appear in my life. And of course, even when the cloak of mental illness descends, I can normally hide it well, most of the time. I function most of the time. I wear the mask of being okay, most of the time. What does someone with a mental health condition look like anyway? In my experience, it certainly isn't how mad people are stereotypically represented in the movies or on TV. The mentally ill are often portrayed as mumbling, erratic, incompetent, dangerous, chaotic, slovenly and undeserving, which only serves to distance them from the rest of us, perpetuating fear and ignorance. Despite having mental health conditions from a relatively young age, my mental health knowledge, prejudice and language were severely lacking for an embarrassingly long time. My internal cringeometer shoots off the scale when I think about all the times I've stereotypically labelled others and myself. I'd even jokingly describe myself as being a little bit OCD, long before, in a cruel twist of irony, years later, I would in fact be diagnosed with dermatillomania, chronic skin picking, which, it turns out, is in the OCD family. For many people with mental health conditions like myself, we often appear normal, whatever that might be. We are often fully contributing members of society on the surface, but underneath there's a much darker and more complex story going on. I've long used my social media channels to highlight the disparity between what is happening on the surface and what is actually going on beneath through a campaign called hashtag Depression Wears Lippy. It gained traction a few years ago and globally thousands of women, and a few men and pets too, have shared their lipstick selfies and many more have used the hashtag since, showing that mental illness does not have to look a specific way. The idea came about a couple of years ago after an online troll accused me of fabricating my condition, saying that I looked too groomed to suffer anxiety or depression. My response was to show the world that as often as mental health conditions hide away or look the way that we expect, Mental health issues are also all around us and look like every one of us. Sometimes they wear lipstick and sometimes they do not. Mental health issues cross all social constructs, genders and ethnicities. They affect the rich, poor, old and young. Having a mental health condition is not a choice and they do not discriminate who they affect, so neither should we in our behaviour towards people who have them. Therapy has been my lifeline. It has changed my life in a way I could never have anticipated. At the time of writing, I've seen a therapist or been in therapy at various points for roughly half my life. 
That's over 18 years of spilling my innermost thoughts to numerous strangers for bouts of various talking therapies for multiple reasons. If this were a marriage, it'd be our porcelain anniversary, a material known for both its toughness and also its fragility, which I think is fitting, considering the context. And without wanting to bore you senseless with a long list of diagnoses, I think it's important to let you know that at different points in my life, my therapy has been for anxiety, depression, postnatal depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, compulsive and intrusive thoughts and behaviours, as well as other things that have fallen short of a clear categorization. And now, it is more about my mental wellness, self-esteem, self-improvement and self-care. A quick aside, it's important to remember that for some, diagnoses can be helpful in validating their suffering and giving them a platform from which to speak about distress and access help. However, this isn't always the case. Some diagnoses can have the opposite effect, feeling stigmatising and leading to negative evaluations by the public, family members and even by the person with a mental health concern themselves.